0: because um, I think that's amazing to see what God is doing in our church and how he's raising up people to do uh, the work of the ministry. Jesus says, pray, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers. He doesn't say to pray about the harvest, he says send workers, pray for workers and that's been a part of my prayer uh, as a pastor of this church that God you would raise up people to do the work of the ministry. I don't want to be the worker of the ministry. I want to help be be an empowerer and a raiser up of people to do what God has called us to do. So I am just so thrilled with that. And so on a practical note, um, more information will be coming out how youth group will look. Um, So stay tuned for that. It's going to be not your typical every Friday night. We're going to include elements of operating on a Sunday during church. So it's easier for our families and there'll be elements of one Friday night a term. So that information will come out uh, in due time. And uh, on a practical note, so what is Vision Builders? So Vision Builders is our uh, annual uh, financial offering that is over and above sort of our regular giving. And I, I, I talked about it like this last week. I said this is a family chat. So if you're a visitor, welcome home. <laughs> welcome into our lounge room. and um, We're having a family chat. It's not awkward. It's not TMI. You're allowed to just sit around and chat. But we are talking family business um, because um, we're talking about... Um, how we can participate in the growth and the building of the vision that God has given us. So on a practical sense, we want to raise money over these next 12 months for the following things. And I'll talk about it in more depth at the end of the sermon, Um, but it's in these areas. It's in the area of our building. It's the area of our kids ministry and the area of our youth ministry. And we'll get into the practicality of that, but straight up off the bat, that's what vision builders is. Um, But I, I'm not just going to talk this whole sermon about, hey, the vision of the church, because I believe that the vision of our church is tied in with how the vision of your life looks. And uh, so I want to speak into your life. And, and I believe God wants to bring you to a place of revelation in regards to the vision for your life. Last week, so I'll do a bit of a recap and a launch off into the next sermon. So those of you who weren't here for the first week, it's okay. You're going to get a recap. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And we're looking at the life of Abram, who was just minding his business in Genesis chapter 11 until God called him uh, into a new life and into a new space. And And I'd like to call this place in Genesis chapter 12 a place of revelation. And God brought Abram to a place of revelation. And I believe God wants to bring your life to a place of revelation. So that you would be able to see that which you could not see prior to that moment. I believe God wants to speak to everybody about that, about their life, about your life So in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1, it says, Then the Lord told Abram, Leave your country, your relatives and your father's house and go to the land I will show you. I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and I will make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord instructed him and Lot went with him. Abraham, Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. What a powerful passage. Here Abram is minding his whole own business, thinking maybe his life was over. Maybe the plan for his life was finished. But here God comes and brings Abram to a place of revelation where God wanted to speak vision into his life. And that's what I believe God wants to do for you, to speak a fresh vision into your life. And we talked about last week how vision... It's not a man-made thing, okay? We have sight and okay, we can plan our lives. But the place of revelation we're talking about and the place of seeing that Abram was brought to was a divine revelation of a God vision for his life. So the vision that God wants to download into your world is a divine God-given vision. Vision comes from God. So when you're thinking that you you don't have anything to do or anything to contribute, or maybe life is telling you that it's hopeless and your life is amounted to nothing and it will continue to be nothing, rubbish. God wants to say, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. So you can know that God cares for you. If the God of the universe takes time to design your life, just like He designed the earth, you better know you're special, baby. You got something about you that's divine. You got something in your life that is so special that God took time to design your life and that he has. And he wants to reveal that to you. So take heart. Take heart that you are loved. Take heart that you are known by God. Take heart that you're not alone. God has a vision for you and he wants to give it to you. He wants to reveal it to you. And and I, I we started talking last week how when that vision comes, it helps you ask this question. It helps you ask the what could be question. It's an important question that you have to ask in your life, is that what could be? A lot of the times in our life, we spend ourselves asking what is, and we base our future based on what is. How my bank account looks now, what is, and and then there might be a bit of a few too many uh, negative signs in the bank at that point. What is? It might be, how does my marriage look now? Or how does my relationship, what is going on? And, and, I, and in, on the ears, are you following me? Or am I just talking rubbish? On the ears, sometimes you get stuck here and, and you lose hope here. But God wants, to, wants you to lift up your eyes and say, what could be? To ask with God and talk with God, what could be? Because when God gives you a vision, it enables you to ask the what could be question. When God brings you a revelation about yourself and about what he's doing in your life, you're able to ask the question what could be and not just ask what has been or where have I gone or what stuff has happened. And sometimes that's informative and helpful. But if you stay here and you limit your experiences going forward to what you have experienced in the past, you will never, ever move into the vision that God has for your life. If Abraham said to God, listen, I I know you're telling me that I'm going to be a great and a father of many nations, but do you know where I live? Have you seen my surroundings? Do you know where I'm from? And just giving God the why nots, the why nots. But, but Abram didn't get stuck at that point. He was able to dream with God to say, what could be? Oh, are you serious, God? So I want to encourage you in your life, start to dream with God as He brings you to a place of revelation to ask Him what could be. So I want to ask you, what could be? And I want to encourage you to ask yourself, what could be in your family? What could be in your life? What could be in your school, in your workplace? What could be in that crisis you're facing? What could be is a question that God wants us to ask. But as I preached that message, and I had another direction to go this week, but I felt God wanted us to just Take a moment and press a little bit deeper in this area of vision and revelation that God wants to bring. So, we've been asking, and I encourage you to ask yourself, what could be, what is the vision that God's wanting to show me? But what happens when it's hard to see? What happens when, as hard as you try and as much as you would like, you can't see anything beyond today for your life? What happens when vision gets blurry? What happens when the voice of God gets soft or dull or our hearing becomes hard of hearing? What do we do at that point when the pressures of life press so hard on us that we cannot see and feel like we can get to a space of revelation with God? We feel trapped we feel alone. Come on, I'm preaching right now because God wants to bring this into your life. The place of revelation is not a place of ease and, and, and uh, uncontested living. There's going to be a contested, uh, contest, come on, for that space in your life. So what happens when the pressure goes on? How do you deal with it when life begins to tell you that you got nothing to contribute and that your life is over? Well, let me tell you, I believe God actually wants to walk you through seasons like that. God just doesn't see you in a hard time and say, well, that's it for them. Mm-hmm. Got to find a proper Christian who doesn't go through hard times. No, that's silly. Uh, Hard times are given in in Christian walking. There was never a promise that your life would be easy and things wouldn't go wrong. But there was always going to be the pressures of life, the, the, the struggles in life. So God wants to actually walk with you through that. And I believe the key for our life is for God to walk us out in the process called faith. That God is wanting to build your faith so that you can go through life's challenges, life's struggles, so that you can stand in the place of revelation and not be moved. To stand in the place where God speaks vision into your life and not to be moved, not to be tricked out, not to be uh, bamboozled out by, by the, the lies of the enemy, by the, 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 the mindsets that people may have given us. But faith is going to be the element that God wants you to develop and He wants to develop in you so that you can be strong and not weak in the faith. So that you can be bold and not timid in the faith. And it doesn't matter how you feel now. It doesn't matter what you're going through now. I'm just telling you, God wants to walk with you in that process of building your faith. So be encouraged right now. God is building you. God wants to speak life into you. And I believe this faith area that God wants to build into our life can be summarised in, in, in these three statements that you can confidently say throughout your week, throughout your life. And would you say it with me? Would you repeat? I never do this, so just indulge me for a moment. Would you say, God has got me, God has got this, and God has got us. That's not bad for the first time we've done that in a while. But I want you to be able to say in your life, When you're going through stuff, oh, God's got me. Mm. No, 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 God's got this. Uh Uh-huh, and God's got us. So that's my prayer for today, that God would increase our faith in that. So turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter eleven. I just want to give a short teaching on faith, and then we're going to talk practically about how to participate in vision builders. So Hebrews chapter eleven, and and in Hebrews chapter 11, it's like the hall hall of fame for faith. Uh, If you want to read about faith and and descriptions and examples of people who have lived faith, Hebrews 11 would probably be the place that you should go because it, it outlines heroes of the faith and and people from all sorts of backgrounds and all sorts of circumstances, not just your uh, typical heroes that people would think, oh, yeah, that's them. They're going to da-da-da. But God used people in all sorts of uh, backgrounds and situations. And and it was this element of faith that Hebrews 11 really talks about. So if you've got time, um, you know, as in the week as you're reading the Bible, and I'd encourage you to read your Bible, why don't you take a trip to Hebrews 11 And read that. But in Hebrews 11, we see Abraham. Who has been talked about as somebody who had faith. Abraham was Abram that we talked about in Genesis 12. Who God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And in Hebrews 11, it says that Abraham walked by faith. And let's read those verses. In verses 8 of chapter 11 in Hebrews, it says, It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and to go to another land, that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. That's a rap right there. Mm -mm. Please help me, Lord. Don't rap. And even when he reached the land, God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in a tent and so, he, and so did Isaac and Jacob, to whom God gave the same promise. Abraham did this because he, conf, he was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Your life is by faith. And God wants to cultivate the spirit of faith in your life to believe something again in your life that would say, what could be in my life? What could be that God is wanting to to make you confident? And those statements, oh, God has got me, God has got this, God has got us. They all begin with God. See, faith begins at the place of recognising who God is before you look at your circumstance. In order for you to see clearly the vision that God wants you to see, He wants you to bring, He wants to bring you to the place of seeing Jesus correctly. Because as you see Jesus, you'll see everything else correctly. As you look at Jesus, your faith will begin to be empowered and infused with strength. As you see Jesus, your life's vision becomes clearer. It's like the opposite of what people would say. Hey, if you want to look at your life and plan your life, you need to go to a motivation seminar, write down three goals and tell 10 people and shake five hands and remember 10 names and then maybe you'll have a vision for your life. But the Bible says, would you look, stop looking at your life and start looking at me and I'll show you your life. I'll show you the vision for your life if you look at me. And The Hall of Fame faith chapter in Hebrews 11 is summarised in the next chapter in verses one of chapter 12 saying, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily hinders our progress and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus on whom our faith depends from start to finish. I want you to hear that. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from start to finish. Jesus is the picture of your future. Come on. If you see Jesus, you'll see your life. If you can put Jesus on front and centre in your life, everything else will work out in your life. Come on, we need to be Jesus freaks. We need to be so in love with Jesus that we see Him. And as I see Him, I can see my life. And and so beholding God is a key to keeping vision alive in your life. The element of worship in your life can't be underestimated. That's why I think there's a, there has been an attack on, on, on a, the supply of a worship team in our church and we've had to fight and fight and we're fighting and fighting and we're believing God to bring more and more people but... You only fight for things that are important and the devil wants to shut our worship up but he's going to fail because we're pushing in faith and and what I can see, what could be is a team that is just all over that stage and then we've got three teams ready to come on because worship is a key element of the Christian life. What could be in this church What could be? It might be one day so hard for you to get in here because the parking lot and then we'll have to have multiple services. Listen, I don't care about numbers. I care about people. What could be? What could be in the youth group? What could be in our kids' church? Ah, man, this vision is coming into my life and I pray it would start to bubble up in your life. And I got sidetracked, but vision and worship are connected. As you behold God and you behold Jesus, you'll see clearly in your life. And I want to read out of Hebrew, out of Revelation chapter 4, um, about the power of worship, because this is a key for your life. You need to take this home and say, I'm going to become a worshiper. I'm going to become a worshiper, not just a Sunday song singer, not just a, 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 a catchy. Worship, soundtrack, replay it. I want to be a worshipper. And I believe God is wanting to raise up worshippers who will worship in spirit and in truth. And, and really the heart of worship is to behold God, is to look at God and see Him for who He is, to take the eyes of self and take the eyes of circumstance and lift them up to behold Jesus, the beautiful one, the holy one. Come on, we're going to become a people who worship God, Uh, Revelations 4. And guess what? I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's only 11 verses. And, And it says, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me with the sound of a mighty trumpet blast. The voice said, Come up here and I will show you what must happen after these things. And instantly I was in the Spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, jasper and chameleon, carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled around his throne like a rainbow. 24 thrones surrounded him and 24 elders sat on them. and They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the thrones were seven lampstands with burning flames. They are the seven spirits of God. In front of the throne was a a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the centre and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. The first of these living beings had the form of a lion. The second looked like an ox and the third had a human face. And the fourth had the form of an eagle with wings spread out. As though in flight, each of these living beings had six wings and the wings were covered with eyes inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they kept on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who always was, the one who is still to come. Whenever these living beings give glory and honour and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one who lives forever. And they lay down their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honour and power for You created everything and it is for Your pleasure that they exist and were created. And we don't have time to dive into the theology of that, and maybe one day we will. Maybe that's something God wants you to do in your study as you get around and study the Bible. But what is focus and central right there is the the worship of Almighty God. Is that in heaven, day after day, moment after moment, there is worship going to the throne, going to God saying, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was and is and the one who is to come. Worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honour for you created everything. My encouragement to you today is, would you bring a bit of heaven into your life every day and worship Him? Would you start your day or finish your day with worship? And it might be as simple as saying, God, I love you. God, I worship you. And you might not feel like that. That might be completely unnatural feeling. But would you just begin to let your worship come out of your mouth? Say, God, I love you. You're beautiful. Start to talk to God in, in a love language. And, and, and I, I'm telling you, as you begin to see and behold God, the vision for your life and what God wants to speak into your life will just be imprinted and downloaded. It'll be like you getting something in you. It won't be like you have to chase it as the goal. It'll be the byproduct of a life of faith. God wants to activate that in your life. Are you with me today, church? Paul, if you could just play a bit of music. I'm winding up now. And I want you to be able right now. Let's, let's go through those statements together right now. God has got me. I want you to think about that. Would you just close your eyes and, and 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 maybe this is the area that you needed to receive confirmation in. God has got me. God has got me. You might be feeling like today you have no hope for your life. You feel like you're unloved and you're unworthy. But God wants to let you know today that he cares for you, that he loves you, and that he has got your life in the palm of his hands. If that's you and you thought, "Man, I need I need the revelation that God's got me." Would you just raise your hands real quick? I'm just going to pray for you right where you are. You need to know God's got me. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. God has got you. Just start to feel God's got you, sir. God's got you in Jesus' name. God's got you. Let that be imprinted into your life. By faith, let it arise in your life. God's got you. And maybe you're in this place today and you know God's got you, but you're not sure if He's got this. And that this might be different for all of us. In fact, of course, it's different because your this is different to my that. But God wants to let you know that He has got this in Jesus' Name. So if you're facing a circumstance that is impossible and you just need the faith to just believe again, you don't have it on your own, that's okay. God wants to infuse it by His power in Jesus' Name. If that's you, would you just raise your hand and I'm gonna pray, God, just download faith. In Jesus' Name, into your life, direct injection of faith to those people that need to know God has got this. God has got this. God has got your education. He's got your marriage. He's got your children. He has got your finances. In Jesus' Name, that we would believe today without a shadow of a doubt that You've got this. And Lord, We pray for our church. Would you you pray with me right now, church? Not only have you got me, not only have you got this, but you've got us. Come on, let's intercede right now for the church. God, you've got us. God, you've got a plan for this church. You've got a plan for this community. You've got a plan for this suburb. Would you, Lord, have your way? And let's right now engage. Lord, we worship you as the one. We worship you. Holy, holy are you, God. We worship You, we take our eyes off our stuff and put it on You, in Jesus' Name. Lord, even if everybody else is gonna be silent about worship, Lord, we will not be silent in our worship. God, if when circumstances are telling us to shut our mouth and stop praising, stop crying out, Lord, we wanna raise up the volume of our praise and our worship. Lord, we see our worship not only as our heart song, but as our warfare of our life that we declare who is Lord and who is not. When we stand at the edge of our life, at the place of revelation, and we stand on the person of who God is, we see You, God, we behold You as the one who is worthy to receive all praise and all glory and honour. You're worthy of our life. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen, Amen, Amen. I pray that you feel injected with some faith in your life today. I just want to practically talk about Vision Builders. You can cut that music now. Um, If you want prayer for anything, after the service, I'm going to be here and you just come up and we'll pray. Love to do it. But I just want to be practical now about how we can participate. Lovey, can you get me a Vision Builders card right at the back there? That's my wife, everybody. She's lovely, isn't she? Lovely. Um, so how, do we, uh, how, do, how can you participate in Vision Builders? What is it? So as I said at the start of the service, it's our uh, annual fundraising efforts uh, offering that are going to go towards uh, building the vision of our church. And I talked about the areas of, of our building of our youth ministry, of our kids' ministry. So practically what it is, is I want you to, um, if you call this church home, I want you to pray and consider about if you would like to participate in this over and above offering. Um, I'm not ashamed to, to call this offering because this is, as I said, family talk. Um, you know my heart on finances and, and, and uh, how it should be a, a cheerful and willing thing. And if you, if you want to hear my heart on that, please go to our website and look at our sermon series, the money series. I talk in depth about that. But this is an opportunity for us to participate over and above our regular giving. Um, so my prayer, this is what I would like you to do. Just pray about it how you would like to be involved. So would you pray about what amount of money would you like to give over these 12 months to this Vision Builders program? And if you see on this card, which is uh, the best I could do in the time I had, and and I wanna get a better one printed and we will, but God's helping us. Um, You can see there's an option for, it says name. It says I slash we commit to give. The we is important. If you are a we, talk with your spouse. That's an important part. Pray and, and come to some sort of, consensus uh, and so do that. Me and Sam are going to be doing that and praying and talking about, how, we're not just saying would you give, we're going to participate in this um, and there's an amount and if there's options. Would you like to give that weekly over the 12 months? Would you like it to give that fortnightly over the 12 months? So would you like to split up the, whatever it is over 12 monthly instalments or weekly instalments or would you like to just give it one off? It's really up to you how you do it. But that's how we're going to do it. Um, And then we're going to have a commitment Sunday, which is where we're going to bring our pledges. We're going to bring um, what we are committing to give over the 12 months uh, to the house and we're going to bring it and we're going to do that. And that's going to be on October the 3rd, I think, in two weeks. I might have got the date wrong, but it's in two weeks. And even if you're not going to be there that Sunday, you can EFT or email those things and just write vision builders in the the thing. Is that clear? So that's the how. Here's what we're, built, what we're believing for. The area of our building, um, there has been a fight over this building. I got here when I came to uh, transition the church from our awesome founders, Pastor Rod and Wendy. and we were in a place where, as a church, the building was for sale, because we, we, couldn't quite, we, couldn't ha- we couldn't hold on to it. We didn't have the financial capacity. But I believe God's hand was upon it, and that building didn't sell, baby, and I believe that was a miracle. I believe it is a miracle in progress. And, and, and there is still a miracle that needs to be worked out. It's not like we are going to just walk in and, and keep this building. I believe we will. We're going we're to get to a place financially where we are here. Because uh, I just feel like this is where God has us. But there is an element of, of God needing to work that out. Last week, I talked more in depth about us refinancing our building with the bank and that's happening at the end of the year. So there's an element of faith that God, I, here, here we go. God, what could be? <laughs> and I find myself asking God what is. And I look and maybe the circumstances are telling me that it's impossible. And I have, a lot of, I have a lot of people giving me great counsel and they care. A lot of pastor people saying the best thing for you to do as a church is sell the building, find a smaller building and, and, and downsize. I can't get my head around that yet. I don't know if God wants us to do that. I believe God has got us here for such a time as this. What could be? I just think what could be that God would cause us to be able to stay in this place? And I don't want to present to you doom and gloom. It's not doom and gloom. We're we're hopeful and we are faithful that God is going to meet every need. I don't want you to feel... Uh, down in the dumps about the situation. I want you to start, just stand with me in faith. And as a family, would we come together and say, no, I believe God's got us here for a purpose. And we're gonna be a part of the building of that vision and the the sustaining of that vision because it it does take a a sustenance to keep a vision going. So I won't keep talking all this time, but we're believing for God to provide in that regard for us to hold in this building. And guess what? I don't believe it's just to just maintain. I believe we need to flourish in this building. So in that spirit, we need to put a sign on that, build, on that wall so people can see when they're driving down. Is that, that Up Drive? There's Winton, but what's the next one? Joondalup. You know you can see our building from Joondalup? This wall. We need to put a sign that says, C3 Church, up on that wall. Big, 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 big. big. Big, big, there. So people can see, because like I talked about before, it's about making it easy for people to find us. And in doing that, it makes it easy for people to connect with Jesus. It's all about that. It's about letting people connect with Jesus. I think we can put some signs on our windows that say church here 10 a.m. Sunday, all welcome. We're gonna, we're gonna let people know we're here. We're going to be here. We're going to activate because the Scripture that God told me when we, we after the first lockdown in Corona, uh, that, whenever that was, a million years ago, and we got to open as a church for the first time, I felt God speak to me out of 2 Chronicles 29.3, where it says, In the very first month of the first year of His reign, Hezekiah reopened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. And I got a sense that as we were opening those doors, that those doors are going to be open to the community. And yeah, we might have some things to fix. And yeah, we might have some work to do, but we're opening that door. I would just, I would ask that you would stand with me and believe that we're going to keep these doors open for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. So we're going to, we're going to put a sign on that building. I was going to put the website as a part of this program, but we've already done that. we got a website. That's our digital sign. That That is up. So people can find us. We've got our website. Uh, we want to put a, sh- a shade sale on the kids' area. We've got one, but we need two so that our kids aren't going to burn their little skin. Uh, we want to do that. Uh, and we, we believe in God to... So in our kids' ministry, Sam talked last week about her heart for the the young ones. We want to buy some more equipment there. We want to spruce up their little chill zone there and buy them the little equipment. And for the youth group, I I believe that I'd love to give Louis a term budget to say, you got X amount of dollars to do something every term. And and here's some money to buy some equipment. I'm just being super practical right now. As I said, I would be. This is what Vision Builders is going to go to. So would you just pray over these next couple of weeks how you would like to participate and don't feel forced, don't feel pressured. You just let God lead you in that. But that's, that's our service today. God's building your life. Would you just focus on Him? And, and here, just remember these as you go. God's got me, God's got this, and God's got us. All right, repeat that to yourself in the week. Bless you guys. Did I pray already? Yeah, bless you. Bless <laughs> you.